I'd been tent camping a handful of times before no, that. And you weren't, and your friends, your buddies that you just mentioned too, they were not like outdoorsy. We, we were like, not prepared. <laughs> no, no. You had no, no idea. Yeah. And now I'm having a memory of my friend Phil sticking a glazed donut on the roof of my Pontiac Le Mans to see how long it would stay on the, the car. And it stayed on the car the entire ride to Estig State Park. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the authors of Where Should We Camp Next? And Where Should We Camp Next? National Parks. This season, we are back with a brand new RV and brand new adventures. Join us now as we cover the best campgrounds, the best rigs, the best food, and the best gear to bring with you when you go. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today's episode is all about the camping dads out there. This is our big Father's Day gift guide. In this episode, we have 23 RV and camping gifts that dad really wants for Father's Day. I am super excited about this list of recommendations. We have items from $15 to $1,500. So we have something at every price point. Whether it's a simple cookbook or some cool hats and apparel, or maybe something as fancy as an e-bike, we've got you covered with all types of recommendations for this episode. So I'm going to do a segment by myself and recommend a bunch of stuff that I love that I have found for you guys. Um, I've basically done all of the research for you for Father's Day. So you can just like dive into this podcast or read the blog post at thervatlas.com and pick out something cool for dad. And then we're going to come back in another segment and we're going to have Stephanie come on and talk about a couple things that she's been using as well um, that she has some POV about. And uh, by the end of this episode, I can pretty much guarantee you'll have something awesome to pick out for dad for Father's Day. So we're going to dive right into this list of 23 camping gifts that are perfect for Father's Day. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. Our family has been staying at Jellystone Park locations for 12 years. There are more than 75 Jellystone Park locations across the United States and Canada. And each one is unique, but our kids love them all because each Jellystone Park location has fun attractions like pools, water slides, splash grounds, mini golf, laser tag, and jumping pillows. Plus, there are tons of activities all day and all night long, such as foam parties, dance parties, wagon rides, tie-dye, and movie nights. They even have themed weekends like Chocolate Lovers Weekend, Christmas in July, and Halloween weekends in the fall. Of course, we can't forget the fun of hanging out with Yogi Bear, Boo Boo, and Cindy Bear. And at Jellystone Park, you can stay in your RV or enjoy one of their awesome glamping accommodations as many of their locations offer luxury cabins, yurts, covered wagons, and more. Make Jellystone Park a part of your family's vacation in 2023 because it's not just a campground. It's a Jellystone Park. To learn more and to book your vacation today, visit jellystonepark.com. That's jellystonepark.com. And please don't forget to tell Yogi Bear that Jeremy and Stephanie said hello. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is time to dive in to our 23 
RV and camping gifts that dad really wants for Father's Day. And like I said in the intro, we've got a wide range of gift ideas here at a wide range of price points. So I wanted to start with some lower cost items in case you're on a budget, but you still want to get dad something cool and special for Father's Day that also has a camping theme. So I want to actually start out by recommending a baseball cap of all things, which I know sounds crazy, but I have been wearing a Smokey Bear Only You mesh baseball cap uh, for over a year, and I have never received more compliments and questions about a hat than I have about this one. So I got it from a place called SupplyCash.com because I was literally Googling for Smokey Bear hats. Uh, I've never bought anything from them before or since but they have Smokey Bear stuff there. And it's a brown mesh cap. It's uh, with the curved brim and the adjustable back. And then it has like tan mesh siding on it. It's kind of like a really cool camping set of colors, a camping look to it. And my theory on this is like, everybody asks me about this cap and where I got this cap because everybody loves Smokey Bear. Like I think that anybody that camps has sort of fond, positive associations and feelings, maybe from childhood, from all the Smokey Bear campaigns. So this hat has just like sparked a lot of conversations and a lot of people have wanted to buy one after seeing mine. So I thought I would include it in the gift guide. So it's $17.95 plus shipping from supplycash.com. Now, if you go to the rvatlas.com, I will have links to every single item that I recommend in this podcast, right? There'll be pictures and there'll be links and click on it and buy these things for yourselves. Now, if you don't like this particular Smokey the Bear cap, I actually found a bunch of other ones on, surprise, surprise, on Amazon. So there's actually a collection of Smokey Bear caps by a company called American Needle. These are all about 30 bucks. And there's 16 different hats to choose from with all different logos, all different texts or, or sayings, all different colors, all different looks, all different styles. So if you know your dad likes a certain color cap or a certain style of cap, definitely check out these Smoky Bear caps by American Needle on Amazon. They're actually a little hard to find on Amazon because there's so many different Smoky Bear caps on Amazon, but there's this one company that has 16 different hats. So go to the rvatlas.com, go to the show notes and click through and you can you know pick out one of these. And they're all really cool. I actually ordered one that says, Smokey says, prevent wildfires. And it's this really cool, campy, dark green, almost like a classic Coleman green. And then the front of it is white and it has the Smokey the Bear logo. And it says, Smokey says, prevent wildfires. I just got this hat because if I was going to recommend it to you, I wanted to get one first. Really pleased with the quality of these American needle caps. Really, really nice, really attractive. I'm going to be wearing these two Smokey Bear caps all summer, and I think that they would make an awesome gift for Dad for Father's Day. Now, if you're saying to yourself, well, I can't just get Dad a baseball cap, I want to get him something else, we have some cool ideas for pairings in this episode. So you could pair a Smokey Bear baseball cap with a Smokey Bear t-shirt from a company called The Landmark Project. Now, I love everything by The Landmark Project, and they do donate 10% of everything that you purchase in their Smokey Bear and Woodsy Owl collections to, um, where do they donate it to? They donate it to, I have it right here, 
um, ba, 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 the U.S. Forest Service for Wildfire Prevention Education. So 10% is a healthy donation to make. And they have a lot of really cool Smokey Bear t-shirts. And also, like, they have mugs, they have stickers, they have magnets. You could get Dad a suite of Smokey Bear stuff for Father's Day. And I can almost guarantee that he would like it. Now, if your dad is too cool to wear a matching Smokey Bear hat and a Smokey Bear t-shirt, which I'm not even sure I would rock out the combo, you could also get him a Woodsy Owl t-shirt from Landmark Project's Woodsy Owl collection. So check out landmarkproject.com and check out their Smokey Bear collection and their Woodsy Owl collection. And you could get Dad a really cool t-shirt, really cool cap, or maybe a mug or something like that. But I'm specifically recommending the hats and the t-shirts. And I have purchased t-shirts from the Landmark Project before. They are really, really high quality. And the prices are not exactly dirt cheap on those. Uh, but they're $22.50 to $35, which is actually fairly standard for t-shirts these days, particularly at that lower end. So if you're looking for something lower cost for dad for Father's Day, I think those are a couple really cool ideas. All right, next on our list of 23 RV and camping-themed gift for, gifts for dad, I have four books to recommend, all camping and RV-related. Now, I have to recommend our own brand new book, Where Should We Camp Next? National Parks, which came out at the beginning of April and at different points has shot to number one on Amazon's family travel guide lists. It's actually gone back and forth with the original Where Should We Camp Next book in like a battle for first place. So if you don't know a lot about this book, uh, we feature over 300 campgrounds, both inside and outside of 50 national park units. Plus, there's all kinds of recommendations for food, for activities, there's packing tips, there's recommended hikes. If your father loves doing national parks trips, and he has some national parks trips in his future, this book would make an invaluable resource. You can get it on Amazon, and it's less than 15 bucks right now. It's Where Should We Camp Next? National Parks. Up next, I have three camp-centric or camp-themed cookbooks that are all really for the Blackstone-loving dad, the dad that loves to cook on his Blackstone at the campground. Now, I got all three of these books in the last month, and they are literally inspiring me to cook on my Blackstone every night, and I'm going to be you know, reaching for these books all summer long. So the first one, it's called Blackstone Griddling, The Ultimate Guide to Show-Stopping Recipes on Your Outdoor Gas Griddle by Josh Hunt. It's from Page Street Publishing, and it's $23.99. This book is packed with delicious recipe ideas for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's obviously a huge appeal of cooking on the Blackstone, as you can do all three meals. So whether you want to try his buttermilk pancakes or his griddled shrimp pad thai, uh, his recipes are definitely really surprising, really fun, really delightful leaning a little bit more towards the gourmet, I think, than some of the other Blackstone-type cookbooks. But I love this book, and I also love following Josh Hunt on Instagram. So uh, check him out over there. I think it's Josh Hunt Griddles on Instagram. Uh, he's terrific to follow, and he posts stuff every day, all kinds of cool cooking recommendations. The next two cookbooks are by The Wall Twins. Now, you might not know who they are, but if your dad watches YouTube and he like looks for Blackstone recipes on YouTube, I can almost guarantee that he's watched a video by the Walton twins. It's Adam Walton and Brett Walton, 
and they have a hugely popular YouTube channel. They have almost 150,000 subscribers at this point, and they have two awesome cookbooks out. These guys are a blast. Their recipes are very are, are very easy to follow. Um, they're very accessible, and they're lots and lots of fun, all right? So the first book they came out with is called The Epic Outdoor Griddle Cookbook, Amazing Recipes for Griddles and Flat Tops. And that, again, like the Josh Hunt book is like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a wide variety of meals, like a traditional cookbook, but all for the Blackstone Griddle. Now, the second one that they just came out with, a really, really fun book that I think that like dad would love if he has a Blackstone. It's called Smashed, 60 Epic Smash Burgers and Sandwiches for Dinner, for Lunch, and Even for Breakfast for your Outdoor Griddle, Grill, or Skillet. So it's kind of taking off on the whole smash burger craze, but it's all different kinds of smashed sandwiches, whether it be breakfast sandwiches or burgers or paninis or whatever it might be. Now, I like a cookbook that's centered around a theme, uh, and this just feels like very of the moment, very cool cookbook, really lots of fun. And again, the recipes are super, super accessible. So even if your dad is just kind of like a burger and hot dog guy, a book like this will really inspire him to like take it up to the next level without being too, too difficult. And you got you definitely want to follow these two on the, on YouTube at The Wall Twins. They're really fun, really awesome. I'm super excited to see that they have two cookbooks out. And I think that pairing them together would make an awesome set of gifts for dad. Now, some of you might be listening and thinking to yourself, well, my dad doesn't even have a Blackstone griddle. Um, so obviously, you might want to consider getting him one for Father's Day if that is something you can afford to do, if it's in your price range. Um, I think about 98% of the people I know that get Blackstone Griddles absolutely love them. They're all the rage at the campground over the last five years. And I'm really starting to think that at this point, they're like our generation's classic Coleman camp stove because they are just omnipresent. They are everywhere. Everyone loves them. They're well-made and they're built to last. So if you want to get dad a Blackstone griddle for Father's Day uh, for camping, you really want to get him either the 17-inch griddle or the 22-inch griddle. Now, we recommend the 17-inch Blackstone griddle for solo campers or for couples. Right, it's relatively small. It's relatively compact. It runs about 150 bucks on Amazon right now, and you can get it at a whole bunch of different places. Um, and you can get it with a lid or without a lid, and there's slightly different price points for that. Now, if you're a family of three or more, we definitely recommend the Blackstone 22-inch griddle. It has two burners. It has a, a larger cooking area, of course. And this is the one that we have used for almost a decade now, for like eight years now. I do not go camping without my 22-inch Blackstone griddle. Right now, the back of my pickup truck is packed for a tent camping trip with my buddy Phil, and my 22-inch Blackstone griddle is in the back of my truck. So it is like my favorite piece of camping gear of all time. Now, these are going to run about $210, and you can also get them with the hood or without the hood. It's a matter of personal preference. The hood is really nice for like putting it down and melting cheese or keeping your food warm. But then I also like cooking without the hood um, because then you can flip the griddle top over. It's easily stacked in your RV or in the back of your truck. And for an odd reason, when you're cooking, you don't have that gigantic hood in your face and you can see everyone and interact with everyone at the campsite. 
Um, you can also just get a basting cover if you don't get the hood. Again, personal preference. My favorite is the Blackstone 22 inch, but if it's only one of you or two of you, or it's just like mom and dad are camping right now, go with the 17 inch, even though it just has one burner and you can't do dual zone cooking. We have a couple more camp cooking pieces of gear that we want to recommend. Then we're going to take a break and bring Stephanie back on the show. And we've got a whole variety of stuff we're going to recommend. So if your dad's not into the camp cooking thing, there is a lot more to come. But before we dive into our last few camp cooking items, we're going to talk about a few grills. We have a sponsored message from our friends at Camco. Camco is one of our favorite companies in the outdoor recreation industry. For more than 50 years, they have remained a trusted North Carolina-based manufacturer specializing in innovative products for the RV, marine, outdoor living, and outdoor recreation markets. You may know them best by their American-made Rhino sewer hoses, Taste Pure water filters, EvoFlex drinking water hoses, and TST toilet chemicals. But their lineup of products doesn't end there. Camco continues to deliver products that bridge the gap between you and your next adventure. From portable grills and campfires to ease lift hitches and power grip electrical adapters, they seem to be doing it all. There's a saying that if you own an RV, you are sure to own a Camco product or two, and it's true. This spring, we are stocking up our brand new RV with go-to Camco products like their collapsible laundry basket and their Life is Better at the Campsite dishes and mugs. Head on over to CampcoOutdoors.com to check out all of the cool stuff that Camco makes and get 10% off your entire order with our discount code RVAtlas10. That's CampcoOutdoors.com and use discount code RVAtlas10 for 10% off your entire order today. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are recommending 23 RV and camping-themed gifts that Dad will love for Father's Day. So we recommended some uh, hats and apparel. We recommended a bunch of books. And we recommended some Blackstones that we've recommended many times over the years. Now, if your dad does love to cook at the campground, but he's a grill guy and not a griddle guy, we have always recommended the Weber Q1200 and the Weber Q2200, because some people just don't want to use a flat, flat top. I mean, they want uh, grill grates and they want the flames licking their burgers and steaks, et cetera, et cetera. So over the years, we've always recommended these two Weber Qs. Now, the Weber Q1200, I personally think is large enough for any family of up to four people. It's got a good amount of cooking space. It's relatively portable. It's easy to carry around. But if you have a larger family, if there are five of you or six of, or, of you or seven of you, I've always recommended the Weber Q2200. Okay, the, the Weber Q2200, it's a bit bigger, it's a bit clunkier, it's a bit harder to store, but it has a lot more cooking space on those grill grates, which you will really, really value if you are a large family. Now, the Q1200 is $259 on Amazon, and the Weber Q2200 is $329 on Amazon. So that one is getting a bit expensive, but we have had these Weber Qs for eight years, and I know people that have owned their Weber Qs for 10 years, and they last and last and last, and they really are worth the money. Now, in terms of the size difference between the Q1200 and the Q2200, the Q1200 has 189 square inches of total cooking space, 
and the Q2200 has 280 square inches of cooking space. So it is significantly larger, though it does cost an extra 60 or 70 bucks. But just be forewarned, you're gonna have to have room to store that Q2200 somewhere. It gets kind of big, or the Q1200 is very compact. Now, my next recommendation is for a bag for the Q1200 or the Q2200. Now, I recently discovered an Australian company called Blacksmith Camping Supplies because I am that much of a camping nerd that I actually check out Australian camping companies. Now, Weber Qs are hugely popular in Australia. They are like really, really popular in Australia. So this company makes handmade canvas bags for the Weber Q1200 and the Q2200. Now, Weber does not even make bags for those two models, and that has always driven me crazy because I think if you make a grill or a griddle, you should make a bag to go with it. It's a real weakness in the Weber Qs because as gross as it sounds, critters can actually get into the Weber Q1200 and the Q2200 because of the way the grease trap is designed and because of this large opening it has at the bottom. I am not crazy to say this. It is kind of a known thing among people that own Weber Qs. They actually like put them in garbage bags over the winter so that critters can't get in to the bottom of the grill because of course there's, of course, there's all kinds of like tasty debris down there. So I love these two bags by Blacksmith Camping Supplies. Now the one for the Weber Q1200 uh, is about 87 bucks. And the one for the Weber Q2200 is, I believe, about 100 bucks. That's American dollars. Um, really cool, small Australian company. These are bags that will last a lifetime. They also actually make really cool camp stove bags, also made of canvas in either tan or black, handmade, built to last forever. And I love them because they fit my classic Coleman camp stoves. They make all kinds of other types of bags too for camping and for Dutch ovens and stuff like that. So you definitely want to Google them, Blacksmith Camping Supplies, or go to the show notes at the RVAtlas.com and I link to that company and their website and these particular bags that I'm recommending. All right, we are going to come back in a second and bring Stephanie onto the show. We've got a lot more recommendations and I want to pick her brain about a couple things that are on the list that she has been using and that she really likes including our event in Cinch e-bikes, which we've been using a ton over the last few months. So I wanted to get her thoughts on uh, how much she likes them and a few of the other things that we want to recommend. So we'll be back in a second. We'll be bringing Stephanie onto the show. We've still got like another 10 or 12 items to recommend in this huge Father's Day gift guide. But before we bring Stephanie back on, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Go RVing. GoRVing's website, GoRVing.com, is packed with all of the information you need to get started and go RVing. Check out GoRVing's Get Started tab to find information from real RVers about buying an RV, renting an RV, finding a campground, and a comprehensive first-timers toolkit. The Buying an RV section includes a complete guide to buying a new RV and tips for visiting national parks. The Renting an RV section explores your options for trying before buying. The Finding a Campground section lets you search for campgrounds by state. 
The First Timers Toolkit is a robust set of blog posts and how-to videos that will turn you into an expert RVer in no time at all. Go RVing's Get Started tab is packed with the content you need to become a more experienced RVer and have fun doing it. And this is just a small sample of the content you will find there. To find out more, head on over to GoRVing.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We have got more Father's Day gifts for dad that have an RV and camping theme. We've got 23 all together. You can go to the RVAtlas.com to see links for all of these and descriptions and pictures. But for this segment, we've got Stephanie back on the show because she's a total gear maximalist (laughs) and because she just loves to shop. For Father's Day gifts for me. How are you doing, Stephanie? This is just your Super Bowl, and I'm just here to watch it. I'm sorry if I'm totally the main character here, but it's it's for all the dads out there. This is not it's not about me. It's not about what I want. And actually, I'm gonna and I'm not trying to sound like some awesome guy. I don't want a Father's Day gift this year. I want just time spent with you guys. I don't care what it is. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just letting you know. We I don't can, need anything. How about, right, we could shop in the garage for you. Well, that's the thing. I don't, I, I really don't need anything. I'm having issues with shelf space, and uh, I would rather just, like, honestly go have a picnic, um, go fishing, go to the beach, something like that. But a lot of the dads out there uh, are expecting gifts, so They're let's give our audience members. They're not making the same promise, yes. <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about some campfire-related um, gear. And the the first recommendation here is a propane fire pit. It's Campco's Big Red Campfire. Now, for years, literally for five years, you have kind of been saying that you actually really like propane fire pits. Not that you don't like a real campfire, um, but you got me started on wanting a propane fire pit. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's some people that are like, oh, team campfire, team not campfire or whatever. And for me, it's just like, what is the most like, what's the most enjoyable way to do this and a real campfire can be nice but we all know like the smoke if it's windy right you're like moving around to try to get out of the smoke or you know you 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 only want a campfire for 20 minutes and now you're putting out a roaring campfire and wasting wood or right, like or there's just like a, or just the price of firewood in some places that we travel right like if you're a little bit remote the price of firewood can feel like you're actually spending a lot of money um every night for that campfire so there's just a lot of little things that make it not like just the amazing magical experience that you know you have in your head um and i've just i know it's like you know, or whatever, not authentic, but I love being able to turn on and off a campfire, you know, like, oh, I want a campfire right now. And then I want it to turn off right now. And you can do that with the propane. And then on top of that, I love not having clothes that smell afterwards. Well, my primary thing is that when I want the fire to be over and I want to go in to go to bed, I I literally hate having to dump water over the fire, which Smokey Bear says we should, right? Because it makes a mess in the fire pit. And then that mess is there the next day when you go to use the fire pit. So you can either do that or you can sit and wait till the embers completely die down. Uh, And that takes forever. I had a little backyard fire in my solo stove the other night, and I just wanted a quick fire. And the solo stove's pretty good at having a quick fire. 
Um, but still, when it was time to go in, uh, you know, I had to sit there and watch the fire pit. And then I did go in and I still came back out and I checked it four times. Um, so being able to turn off the fire is pretty awesome. And I love the Campco Big Red Fire Pit. It's cute. Um, you can put it on the, the cover, actually, then serves as a base. It's got a 10-foot cord, so you can keep the propane tank out of the way, because I do feel like having the propane tank sitting there is like a buzzkill oh, or an ambiance kill. it is totally kill. not the vibe. You have to have the propane tank out of the way, 100%. Yeah, so the 10-foot hose on this lets you do that. So this is a great option for a propane fire pit. If you go to campcooutdoors.com, we have a 10% off discount code RVAtlas10. Now, I just want to mention do... one more thing. I just want to mention one more thing about uh, propane for some people who may be newer to this camping game that um, you want. So we're in the Northeast. We don't get as many burn bans around here. But um, if you are in other areas of the country where there can be some burn bans or some fire restrictions, oftentimes you are allowed to have a propane pit fire in places where you're not allowed to have a wood fire. Um, just, you know, so if you live in one of those areas, it's more prone to fires um, in the West, in the Southwest during that time of year. This could be a really nice option for you, too. Well, I think that's the primary reason that most people probably actually yeah. buy them. It's not over the smoke or over being able to turn the fire pit on or off. It's just it's the only way. Now, when I camped one night locally a few weeks ago, I pulled into the site. Uh, I, I got set up. I was tent camping for one night and I was doing some photos and stuff like that. And the ranger walked over and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you when you checked in, there's a burn ban and it's only raised propane fire pits tonight. And I literally felt like a genius because I had brought the big red campfire with me to kind of like test it out and write a blog post about it. So yes, that is the primary reason. Now, if your dad is like totally team traditional campfire, or if he's team both, a couple cool gift recommendations for someone that really just loves a real campfire. Um, the Kindling Cracker and Kindling Cracker XL have become very popular in the RV community over the last two or three years. Actually invented by a young girl, I believe, from New Zealand, and they're produced in Australia. So they're not they're not dirt cheap necessarily. Like the straight up Kindling Cracker, I think is like eighty five, and the Kindling Cracker XL is like a hundred. These things are awesome because the secret to having a really good campfire is splitting your firewood into much smaller pieces and not using huge logs. So this thing, accompanied with a mallet allows you to put a piece of firewood into the top of it, bang on it, and split the firewood. Works like a charm. Now, the Kindling Cracker, the original one, is smaller, more compact, and can be stored in, like, the truck or the RV. The Kindling Cracker XL, in my opinion, is definitely more of an at-home thing. It weighs um, over 20 pounds, or the original one, I think, weighs right about 10 pounds. So the XL weighs twice as much. This would be a really cool gift for dad, either getting him the original one to bring camping or getting him the Kindling Cracker XL for at home. And I will confess, the Kindling Cracker XL works way better. Like it just slices through the firewood, but the original Kindling Cracker still works pretty well. Um, Stephanie, have you seen me messing around in the backyard with the Kindling I, Cracker I've XL and, and the... heard me? I've seen the kindling crackers out there um, cr 
cracklers. <laughs> Cracker, cracklers. <laughs> Have you heard me crackling with the kindling, kindling cracker? Cra- that's like a real mouthful. Um, so this would not be the present to get if you have one of those like weight stressors, right? Like if you're like, if you're the father is the one that's like weighing everything before they put it in the RV, you don't have a lot of cargo carrying capacity. Don't get them the kindling cracker. 100% true. If you're, and honestly, even the, the original kindling cracker, like at 10 pounds, if you're a tiny RV person or a class B van person or whatever, like, I don't think this is the way to go, but a lot of our listeners have large travel trailers and fifth wheels, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think this would make a really cool gift. They're really well made out of like forged steel. They'll they'll outlast me. And I'm sorry if I was banging on mine while you were having any meetings this week. Um, if you get dad a kindling cracker, he's going to need um, like a, a small sledgehammer to actually strike the wood. So I bought the Estwing Shore Strike three pound sledgehammer, only 20 bucks on Amazon works like a charm to split the firewood and 20 bucks is a great price point so combo this gift everybody okay get dad the kindling cracker and the s-wing shore strike three pound hammer makes a really thoughtful gift and stephanie i think in general you're very good at the art of gift giving um i'm not necessarily good at the art of gift giving (laughs) i'm good at buying lots of camping crap for myself you're good at the Um, art of gift giving for yourself i should have just accepted years ago that i should just say to you you just go buy what you want for yourself (laughs) like i would totally get you a smoky bear hat for mother's i grew up in a family where you didn't ask for like the art of gift giving was that you like knew what somebody would want or you listened for clues for months leading up to their birthday or for Christmas or holidays or whatever. And, and then you, you would like, like handcraft something out of paper. You had to mache. come up with, you know, your own unique idea and it should have been a little bit of a surprise and delight. I'm not saying that's the right only way to do it. It's just, that's how I was raised. So the whole like, yeah. And you were like raised in the exact opposite environment where it's like you give somebody a list of five things you want and you expect those things to be given. And to you, you expect at least four of them. Gosh darn yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you expect the list to be filled. I mean, we couldn't like, have come from. There needs to be like an 80 percent take rate on my Christmas gift. List. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I... It's a different. It's night and day. And, you know, it's it's fine. But we probably should have early on hammered out like, OK, you came from this tradition and I came from this like what's going to be the way we do it? Because right now we kind of like oscillate back and forth. You know that I just gave in and just sent you a link for Mother's Day of something I wanted. Because I was like, okay, well, this is how it works around here. Fine, I'll get what drop I want. The... Yeah, but you just said in my family when I was a kid, we would listen for hints. You don't drop any hints oh, about yeah. anything you want. I don't you want wanted yeah. some ninja blender thing and you, you didn't the say creamy. anything about it. Anybody else has that. The creamy. I want it. A ninja How's creamy. that working out for you? Good. I made some sorbets. That's what I wanted it for is to make sorbets. I have a mango sorbet okay, but- that was very good. Anyway, moving on. That's not on this well, gift guide. <laughs> well, those smoothies you've been making, I know. Now I feel like I should I don't put this feel thing like on the gift guide. No, because it's too big. One hit wonder to be like an RV thing. So we would, like yeah, I'm not a big one hit wonder with the um, appliances. I try to avoid them, but I couldn't avoid it in this case. I really wanted a Ninja Creamy. So I asked for one <laughs> and I got it. And, and you did get it. Now, I, I, I said I was it. bad at gift giving, but I do, I do like the idea of pairing gifts 
or having a, a two or three gifts that, that circulate around a theme, because I feel like that's thoughtful. Um, so that's what I'm doing with some of the things here in this episode. All right, but moving on from the campfire category. Um, Stephanie, we have been riding our Aventon Cinch e-bikes a lot. Now, we didn't, they got put away for the winter, basically. But when we brought them back out, and these are foldable e-bikes by Aventon, got a blog post on our website. There's a link in the show notes. But I, I would say in the last month, we've been using them a lot. And I completely adore mine. And I, I, I honestly haven't asked you recently, like, are you loving that e-bike as much as I am? Yeah, I really do like the e-bike. I like the low profile. It rides well. Like, I, yeah, I'm just like, a, I do like to keep things pretty simple. And I love the fact that we have, like, in February when we went to Delaware um, State Park, this uh, seashore, Delaware Seashore State Park we like were able to fold it and put it in the car to bring it with us. Or prior to that, we went down to Cape May for a weekend and we brought them folded up. And, and so I really do like that, that this isn't just an at-home thing is that you can carry them with you. It's a comfortable ride. One thing we were just addressing in the past month is that we were kind of outfitted a little bit better on the rads for like errands and stuff because we had the big basket on the back and the basket on the back of the rad was so nice. Like you really felt like you could go to on an errand and pick up, you know, the Walgreens, whatever, and have your bag and put it in the back and it like held it nice. Um, So we have like I just we have to get the cinches outfitted for that in order for it to feel like I could use it everyday life without having a backpack on or whatever. But going up to the beach and wearing my backpack um, chair with everything in it, like really nice experience around here in the summer when the crowds and the tourists come, it's so nice to be able to get around on the bike. So you were, you had your backpack chair on when we yeah. went up to the beach and you were comfortable on the e-bike. Yeah, oh, 100%. The, the backpack, backpack chair, chair like has a a pouch in it, so all of my beach stuff was in the backpack chair. So that was fine. I didn't need the the um basket, but There's like a huge basket. Yeah, I I really want to replicate. I want to figure out how I can have as much storage on as we had in the rad on the cinch. Well, I did go ahead and get you a storage bag. For the back of the cinch. I know, but it's smaller. I, I'm telling I you, I think I'm going to go that, like, the kid around here, it's, like, super, there's this thing that kids do, right? You know what they do? They put that milk crate on the... <laughs> I think I'm that's like, so stylish. They put the milk so, crates on the bikes. Yeah, I love it. I'm telling you, you put the rack on the back for me, and I'm like, you know what? That needs, that rack needs a milk crate. <laughs> Well, we'll th okay. I'm I will, of I will it. work that on that bag that you, you got. Just, it's a good bag, but it's just it's not small. as big. You could put like a drink that. and a shirt and a towel in yeah, there. Yeah, it's just not the same. So I don't know. I'm thinking about no. a milk crate. <laughs> now you just dropped a hint. I'm going to work on this for you. Now, listen, I know that for a lot of you, buying dad an e bike is extravagant and it's something that a lot of you wouldn't do. I also know a lot of our listeners might do something like that. Um, so one of the reasons I really wanted to bring up these Event and Cinch e-bikes again is because we now have the older model. So the Event and Cinch 2 came out, um, and it's got, it does have some improvements, but not radical improvements. But now ours are on sale. So our Event and Cinch e-bikes, I believe, 
are down to $1,400 to $1,500, which makes some of you choke and others of you go, oh, that's a relatively inexpensive e-bike. Um, it's mid-range, and, and right? You're, in that affordable range. Because like some of the cheaper mid, ones are yeah. like seven, $800. And then the, some of like, you know, I mean, obviously there's really expensive ones, but then some of the other ones are like in that $3,000 range. So this is a nice lower price point, I think. It's the lower end of the mid-range. And the, and the thing I want to point out you know, Stephanie and I are really different sizes, <laughs> um, and we're both really comfortable on the same event and cinch e-bike, and the foldability has been great. They fit in the back of the pickup truck. I could put them in the RV if it's raining, and I have to. Um, and also, both of them fit in the minivan. So if you want to go big for dad, I, I really like these event and cinch e-bikes. All right, next thing on the list. Uh, let's stick with bikes for a second. Now, on our last RV, on the Jayco Eagle, we had a rear receiver, which allowed us to have a Yakima bike rack, um, which we really loved that Yakima bike rack. It totally took care of business for us. Now, on the Grand Design Imagine, we do not have a rear receiver anymore. So I had to go out and figure out something else to do with the bikes. I like Yakima stuff. So I decided to get the Yakima Gatekeeper Tailgate Bike Pad. This is another item Stephanie, for years you have been told, been telling me, like, just get one of those bike pads and throw it over the tailgate of the pickup truck. And it's easy for us to throw the bikes in the back of the truck and go places with them. I think, like, I started so I on finally, that like six years ago, right? I, I, there's a five year <laughs> learning curve for everything you tell me to do it's in life. Right. That tracks, okay. Yeah. Oh my God, it tracks. Now, these bike pads, they go over your tailgate. And then you can put the front tire, hang the front tire off the back of your truck without damaging your tailgate. And then what it does is it opens up a lot of space in the back of your truck for storage. I think it's a pretty nifty solution. You know, this one's 178 bucks, this Yakima one. And, you know, Yakima is really good quality. There's probably cheaper ones out there. Um, it worked for us on the Myrtle Beach RV trip. It allowed us to get all the bikes on the trip. Um, the only issue here is if it rains, the bikes are getting wet, right? So I would not transport the e-bikes this way. The Max and Theo and Wesley's bikes at this point are not brand shiny new bikes. They're like beater bikes practically because of how much they use them, which I think that's true for a lot of families. So this, I don't know, Stephanie, I think this did the trick for us for bikes on the RV trips. Yeah, I think it's a great option. Look, there's gonna there's pros and cons to every single option out there. Like anybody that's tried to shop for this gear understands that. Like there's trade-offs for how you decide to transport your toys. Um, so you just have to figure out what works for you and whether it's gonna be the hitch or whatever, you know, so work it through. But if this is a good, easy option, I think um I'm really happy with it. I like it. Okay. It seems strange to recommend an RV drinking water hose as a gift for dad for Father's Day. Unless your dad is like the RV nerd guy that wants all of the best gear, gadgets, and accessories. Camco's EvoFlex drinking water hose, the 50-foot drinking water hose, now comes in a bunch of different colors. You can get it in purple. You can get it in green. You can get it in slate. You can get it in brick. And every time, and Stephanie might not even believe me here, every time I post about this drinking water hose, people flip out because most drinking water hoses are stiff and really hard to like roll back up. 
This one is super duper ridiculously flexible, which makes it easier to store. It is like a pleasure to use, and I'm not the only one like absolutely in love with this. And I think it would make a good gift for dad for Father's Day, particularly if you combo with something maybe like a Smokey Bear hat from the first segment. Um, so yeah, I think I'm these not are gonna great. laugh at including this on if you're the person that wraps up the hose, because I do have to say, like, I had one of those stiff, awkward water hoses for my airstream. Not sure why I didn't get one of these fancy pansy. Oh my God, why didn't I have an Evo flip? Because oh, uh, I don't know, but I do know that that my water hose was so bulky and hard to roll up. And so, for anyone who has that responsibility and has to do that, this is like really a, a, a gift. It really is, and and also when you have that bulky, hard, stiff water hose and it's like a muddy ground or, you know, like that sandy dirt or whatever, it just gets all over you while you're trying to wrap it up. I mean, the whole experience is actually, I'm a little, um, now I'm looking back and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I did not have the best of the best. I was not set up with the best of the best. Is and that why you sold the base camp? Well, <laughs> I, I sold the base camp as a gift to you, right? <laughs> well, it'd be to help us get the grand design. Yes, imagine, I guess. Yes, it was a family. It was a. Family you were clear decision. in house on 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 yeah, extra stuff. I do. I get. I get like I like some things, and then I get like too much. Too much. Let's get rid of stuff. I. I, I I'm the kind of person fact, I love throwing things out. Not that I throw out the. I love kit, the but. fact that you don't get attached to things, and I really like. I kind of don't like that about myself. That I get really attached. To, to physical like camp stoves oh you know, what's like... the who's the lady when she the M marine condo is that her name am i saying it right marie like when condo she's, yeah uh, when she says like her thing came out and she was like oh you say like thank you you know to the object for providing what it provided Service. and then you send it away yeah like that was like i was like oh yeah that's me i've been doing that my whole life i'm like oh i loved you because you were great and now i'm ready to say goodbye that is me in a nutshell i have that spirit it was never a problem for me to say bless and go <laughs> i read the marie condo it was good book. while it lasted <laughs> it didn't work for on it, me yeah. <laughs> no it didn't the con marie method we had a dumpster in front of the house for two weeks because we're doing some work on, on the house again and it was a we like we got the big dumpster and i kept trying to throw things away from the garage and and I did throw some things away. You throw other people's other things, things away. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh the boys don't bad need quality. this. <laughs> well, there were things that I went to throw away, and I was like, I can't throw this away. It is too strong of a of a hold on me. But uh, anyway, but I, water I feel hoses. Bad. Anyway, well, I feel bad. I didn't get you an Evo Flex. I know. For the base I, camp. It like, hadn't that even occurred to me that I part. was yeah under resourced in that department. But now, now I know, and now I'm gonna hold a grudge about it. So. They were out of stock for a while. Maybe that was it, but they're back in stock. All right, links to all these things on the RVAtlas.com and the accompanying blog post. We've got one more piece of gear to recommend and our big Father's Day gift guide. These are all RV and camping-themed gifts that Dad will really love. Now, a lot of times, I don't think a piece of gear is interesting, but then I post a picture of it, and it gets a huge response on our Facebook group, and people have all kinds of questions, and I'm like, oh, I guess people are really interested in this. Now, that happened to me this winter 
with my Coleman six-person pop-up camping tent. By the way, this is not, oh, I'm sorry, it's the Coleman four-person pop-up camping tent, which really is only good for two people. It's one of those tents that you, like, open up the bag and it explodes and opens up and lands on the ground as a fully formed tent. Like, it's actually amazing. And, like, people love them. They have tons and tons of good reviews on Amazon. Now, of course, they are very hard to fold back up if you use Coleman's directions. Coleman's directions are horrible and you may end up damaging this tent. Now, there are great YouTube videos that explain how easy it actually is to fold the tent back up. And I linked to one of them in the show notes. Now, I posted a picture of this tent this winter because Wesley and his buddy had a sleepover party in our living room, and I used it. And then I used it on another sleepover party that Wesley and his friend had, and they slept in this tent. And everyone was like, oh, where did you get that? How much was that? I want one of those. And I don't know why people want them for sleepovers in the living room or for whatever. But at this very moment, in the back of my truck is this Coleman four-person pop-up tent. And I'm about to take it on a guy's camping trip to New York State. And there's some rain in the forecast. This tent has never been used in the rain. It's been used inside our living room, and I used it for one night at a local county park, and there was no bad weather. So, Stephanie, I'm going to put this tent to the test this weekend and find out if it can deal with a bit of rain. My camping buddy, Phil, is concerned that this tent will leak. I'd be concerned, but have fun. I mean, I grew up, you know, I grew up camping in army-issued, huge canvas, eight-man tents that if you touch the sides, they would leak. So I've had my fair share of sopping wet camping trips. I don't know that you really have. I mean, I kind of think that maybe it's it, you, it could build some character for you to have, you know, a, a, a night in a wet tent. I think the I mean, RV is has, good for building character. I think the RV has made me soft. <laughs> I, th I think that I, yeah, and the boys I, too, I thought like... I was going to just pack. Oh, they need to go tent camping in a rainy, on a rainy day, on a rainy weekend. They do. No, they just, They've yeah. Gotten soft. I mean, like, I've gotten look, soft. I just, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm the only woman, right. In this family of boys. And to be quite frank, you know, I think I, I have just, been a little more tough through a lot more of those situations than any of you boys have. But let me ask you this. <laughs> we, we've brought up the possibility. Well, I have two things to say and then we're done here. Uh, I brought up the possibility of tent camping in Maine this summer with another family that doesn't have an RV. And that was one of the primary kind of, you know, reasons, right? Is like, we would all like to go, to go camping together, but they don't have an RV. I don't want to bring my grand design imagine and then have like our friends in a tent next door. Like I, it doesn't feel right to me. Like I would just rather go tent camping. And this trip has been sort of under discussion. Now we cannot get the sites yet for, for Blackwood's campground, though that would be coming up soon. Um, is it appealing? I'm just asking for an honest answer. Is it appealing for you to go tent camping at this point after all of after over a decade of RV travel, like it would that be exciting to you, or are just are no. the comforts of RVing too ingrained? Yeah, at this it's point? not. I put in my time, and then on top of that, so I know I grew up really, really camping, like Eagle Scout camping. Um, I know how to do it. 
And I know what it's like when there's bad weather. So like, first of all, I'm just like, okay, you can schedule a tan camping trip. But if I see weather in the forecast, I'm out because why? Why suffer? And then on top of that, I know the prep and the cleanup. That I think is the thing that is the most. I don't mind the actual camping itself. Totally fun. I'm fine in the outdoor, you know, whatever. But the cleanup. Oh, the cleanup. You come home. And you're like, oh, I have a thousand loads of laundry. But if I promise to literally, well, the laundry (laughs) will not. No, hang on, hang on. Credit where credit's due. I would totally pack everything gear wise, and I would totally unpack everything gear wise. Yes, I'm a horrible person to have take over the laundry. Right. So, yeah. yes, there would be a lot I, of nasty laundry. There's just but a lot I, of things about I, I it that really I think are hear nice an in your there. head. Because I just feel like the circumstances have to be ideal. <laughs> and I'm not sure if we can create right, so those ideal weather. circumstances. Like good weather, plenty of time, me feeling relaxed and not overwhelmed and too busy. Right. Like there, it has to be a whole vibe. <laughs> I don't know. Can I get we it. do it? Can we create it. the vibe no. where that doesn't like, you know, send me over the edge? And I want, um, or to. maybe we just bring two cars, and so at any given time, I'm allowed to be like, yeah, now I'm done. Bye. <laughs> and I. Leave. Well, we could. You could use the Coleman four person pop up tent, and then we could use the the boys could all be in the larger family tent as long as oh, yeah, that I wouldn't. To be I wouldn't have a tent with. The, I wouldn't sleep in the tent with the boys. They're too gross. Sure. You couldn't They're even gross, be in yeah. it. They're too gross. Right no. Now, now you started the segment. Yeah, no. You started the segment by talking about you know camping with your family when you were young and that 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 canvas military gray tent. Now when we uh, was before we were dating, I went camping with you and two of my guy friends, me, Phil, Jay. We went camping with your family to Astigue State Park. And we didn't have a tent. I was 16 years old. Um, but you said, oh, my dad has an extra tent. And your parents brought a pop-up yeah. camper. And then you girls mm-hmm. had a tent. And then there was like another yeah. tent that was going to be the guy's tent. So we go to Astigue. Right. I follow your family's Suburban the entire way to Astigue. We're all excited for this tent camping trip. I, I I'd been tent camping a handful and, of times before no, that. And you weren't, and your friends, your buddies that you just mentioned too, they were not like outdoorsy. We, we were like, not prepared. <laughs> no, no. You had no, no idea. Yeah. And now I'm having a memory of my friend Phil sticking a glazed donut on the roof of my Pontiac Le Mans to see how long it would stay on the, the car. And it stayed on the car the entire ride to Estig State Park. This was also my first time to Estig State Park. Uh, when we got there, I'm kind of like expecting like your dad to help us put the tent up. That's so you know? cute. <laughs> no. Instead, he he right. Instead, he opens up the suburban, pulls out this monstrosity. I don't know that it was actually a tent. No, as at a much certain as it point, was like this gigantic. Yeah, no, because you're you're probably right. It probably wasn't a tent because what happened was we had, like I said, there was this giant green army green canvas tent that he had had. That was, oh my gosh, so heavy. It took three, us three girls to carry it out in order to set it up when we were younger. And then at a certain point, that had gotten so worn and torn. It had been through so many storms because we would camp in the most ridiculous weather. It's just, you don't even want to know. These stories could go on You camped hurricane. But you anyway. Camped, I can tell you why. Yeah, you camped during yes. hurricane season at Assateague every year. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. And whether or not there was a hurricane. So- 
we, at a certain point, that tent bit the dust. And what happened was my father decided, well, who needs a tent? (laughs) And from then on, it was homemade tent time. So he would, you would arrive and he would throw ropes and stakes and like tarps, various kinds of material. He, I think he, he, he had like those painting, my father was a contractor. He had those painting drop cloths. I'm pretty sure at a certain point he basically used like drop cloths. You know, that canvas. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to say, they're going to say, this is not true. This is true. No, no, it's no, no. It's like a thousand. It was not a real tent. No, he, you, he, he wanted it out to see and dumped you it on the ground and he said, and I, well, I yeah. know what he, I know what he wanted to do. He put, dropped it on the ground and said, here you go, boys. Walked <laughs> yeah, away. Cause you're boys. You're and not I, men. I was not, <laughs> yeah, that's I my may dad. have not been, I, I may have not been Mr. Outdoorsy, but I wasn't a stupid 16 year old. I knew that it was a test. Yeah. I knew it was a test. And the story I would like to tell right now is that I passed that test and that I set up that tent. But Phil and Jay and I could not do it. No. And he not. refused to help us. So Did we? You and your sister. Yeah. You and your sister came <laughs> yeah. over. We rescued you. And you taught us yeah. how, how to, to set up it. your how father's man-made tent. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's kind of, that was the first Well, and, maybe and now, that was. Never... I mean, that might have been the lesson he was teaching you. You know, like, I mean, that could have been it, too. Like, the lesson he was teaching me is that my girls kick more ass than you. Yes. My father (laughs) may have been trying to communicate that message to you boys. I've been and I've been I have been relearning that lesson every day for 25 years now. Yeah. This is how you raise them, boys. (laughs) You know, we've done this whole camping shebang together with this podcast and all these books and whatnot. That was the first time I ever went camping with you. And I've never really actually quite put my finger on that because I always identify our first camping trip together Later, as when we yeah. were teenagers and we went yeah. on our own with friends, not with your parents. But this is reaching back further. Everyone, you just got the origin story for the very first that Jeremy and Stephanie. On a gear guide. Who knew? Camping yeah. trip. So go buy a tent anyway. or, or don't. <laughs> or just bring ropes and stakes in canvas, which was my father's way. I, I'm going to end by saying this, and everyone on the podcast is hearing this now. I want to create, I want to work hard this summer to create that vibe where you really, like, we'll do this tent camping trip with our, that uh, the other family that we're such good friends with and that we want to tent camp with. Because I know they're in. Right, I know their yeah. kids are in. I, mean, we'll I know Max see, and yeah. Theo and Wes are in. I got to right. create a vibe. I mean, it's just everybody knows. I think there's a lot of people out there that have teenagers and young kids and everything right now that understand that you do go through seasons where you feel like everything is so busy and you're so tired, right? And like adventure, that kind of fun is hard. And it's like we're definitely in that season right now where I feel like, okay, if I have a minute, can I just sit? <laughs> can I just sit? <laughs> do I have to do something fun? So, yeah, I mean, if you create that vibe, because... <laughs> so, like, it's exhausting, right? <laughs> it's exhausting, yeah, to have fun. Like, That's do the I, problem. Oh my, that, that, do I have to do something fun? Like, I get... Can I make yeah. a confession? So mm-hmm. I'm going tent camping for the weekend, which we booked six months ago. Phil and I have been talking about doing this for six years. Booked it six months ago. Like, I, I, 
I can barely pull it together right now to get all my stuff in the truck. Yeah, it's exhausting. Because I just feel the kids are running us left, right, and sideways. Yeah, they are. They're dropping off working papers for my teenager. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're they're running us through the ringer. And that was, it was like like that last night, I'll say that, I you know, same thing. We had a concert. I had concert tickets with my girlfriends. And I was like, you know, we all want to cancel. (laughs) You know, it's Thursday night. It happens. It happens almost every time. But we're not going to. And we win and you have fun. You have fun, but it's a lot. <laughs> I think you owe it to everyone to say who you saw in concert. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I thought you were going to say who I saw at dinner before the No, concert. no, not friends wise, the band wise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so well, we you saw, could say that. No, you I could did. Say whatever you yeah. Want. I, so we were going to the Indigo Girls, right? Me and my girlfriends um, who basically uh, were raised by the indigo girls right in like high school and college years in the 90s um so that was really fun way um to kick off summer stage at uh the stone pony in asbury park and so we also went out to dinner ahead of time um we had a reservation right across from the stone pony at porta and we're sitting there out on the out on the patio and somebody walks up to me and is like looks at me kind of funny and, you know, you kind of I've kind of know this look now. I react to it because I'm like, oh, it's like you want to say, you know, you're like, I don't want to disturb her, but I want to say hi. I was like, oh, hi. I said, are you Stephanie? And I'm like, yes. And um, she's like, oh, I'm a podcast listener. Um, and there she was with her wife and their three lovely kids. And they were waiting to go to the Indigo Girls concert. Also, they're having dinner before that. So we got to chat selfie it up and that was really unexpected and fun so hey and they have good taste in both food and music as well (laughs) exactly they were clearly porta and the indigo girls on a thursday night and i saw them as we were walking out like we were way up by the stage but as we were leaving we were like walking in the back and i saw them in the back with their three kids just soldering through the concert i was like good for you you know like it does take work to have that fun with your kids, but there they were, and their kids were having a good time at the show, dancing. So that was fun. Well, I'm, I'm glad you didn't cancel. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm glad you went, and I'm gonna pull my crap together and get myself on my tent camping trip. So thank you for coming on the show, and we'll see everyone right. at the campground. See you at the campground. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the RV Atlas. To find out more about the topics discussed on this show, head on over to thervatlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook and make sure to join us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at the RV Atlas. If you enjoy our show, please consider leaving us a review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And we will see you at the campground. See you at the campground.